0: You're listening to Healthy Mind Matters, brought to you by Intermountain Healthcare on KSL News Radio.
1: Thank you for joining us for Healthy Mind Matters. I'm Maria Shaleo. Today we are talking about opioid-free surgeries. With me, Dr. Will Shakespeare. He is Intermountain's Medical Director of Surgical Operations and Director of Anesthesiology, and Bill Evans, who has had an opioid-free surgery. Doctors, start out. So talk about as you embark on this new initiative and having more people do their surgeries opioid-free, what does the conversation look like with a patient? How do you educate them before surgery?
0: So we know that it makes a difference. And so a big part is awareness, just to recognize that there really is a Relationship between the patient and the medical system, and I know Bill has uh, feelings uh, about this. That this goes both ways. Both patients coming in expressly saying, "I want opioids. Don't give me anything milder. I I came for a pain pill, and I want a pain pill." But also, to be candid, I I grew up in a medical system that uh, that uh, was given the message that if somebody has real pain and you give them an opiate, there's no risk of addiction which we know patently is not true, 80% of people who are heroin users started on uh, prescription pain medication. Uh, This is something that we've learned. Bill, you you talked about having a sports injury and talk about your experience
2: with that and opiates. First, I was in a motorcycle accident when I was 19. I needed uh, ACL and PCL replacement. And uh, so when I went went to a doctor and then I went to the surgeon, you know, and you know, my doctor's like, oh, yeah, here you go. Here, Here's here's what you need, you know. And then I go have an MRI, which I had to have surgery, you know. And so it's, this is where it starts is having six surgeries on my knee. And then, you know, having physical pain. And then I go to a doctor, oh, man, I'm still in so much pain, you know. And they say, you know, they, they can pull up your Doppler and you ask them, say, and they say, oh, well, okay, you know, they'll give you your prescription. But then... You turn around and you go to the next physician or the next surgeon, you know, and he says, well, I don't think you really need them. And, they, and, and really, you're already in your addiction process by going through all this stuff with doctors, you know. And one doctor shuts you down and says, oh, I think you may have a substance abuse problem. And so, like, your body starts to heat up. You start getting mad. How dare you say that I'm an addict? You know, how dare you say this? But which really... I'm having problems with opioids. I need them. I'm sick. I don't feel good. I need them. So no doctors ever approached me with addiction process of this, of the opioids. They never says, hey, you know, this could be addictive the first time I ever took them.
0: And I think that's the the conversation that we are trying to to change, so we know the Mayo Clinic has done a study in which they they show that uh the after surgery patients use about one third of the pain pills that they're sent home with, and this is an initiative that uh, Intermountain Healthcare is taking very seriously is to to right size the the prescription that a patient is sent home. Uh, with after uh, a surgery. Uh, Dr. Nate Richards, uh, f- uh, who is uh, the leader of the Surgical Subspecialties Clinical Program for Intermountain Healthcare, has uh, has uh, led really uh, innovative work on this where they have sent surveys to patients saying, you just had sinus surgery. How many pain pills uh, did you require and uh, based on that information has has crea- created uh, an application that's available to physicians uh, that is uh, that that will tell a surgeon uh, after you have done a knee scope or after you have done a gallbladder surgery what is the right size prescription to send uh, a patient home with uh, so that is uh, on the uh, the physician side and your question was how to, to promote that dialogue uh, so that you don't have the experience that bill has of uh, just being given uh, a prescription where patients think that they're supposed to take that like an antibiotic. Take uh, all of it until right, it's right. gone. Take it to the end. Uh, and the less that, uh, that, that uh, prescription is handed off with, without uh, a message that this is, this is uh, a potentially dangerous medication, the more we can avoid that, the better.
1: So it's pretty twofold, though. It's not just talking about what's happening during surgery, but what happens after as well. And does that include follow-up after that? I mean, what happens if the person does actually have pain after the surgery?
0: So, and that's a great question, because uh, uh, chronic pain is a real thing. And uh, and uh, we, in all of this effort, both the, the opioid-free surgery and the, the management afterwards, uh, Pain is, comfort is our goal. One of the uh, the great myths is that we have overstated the, the benefit of opioids in treating that pain. A uh, fascinating study uh, in which a, uh, a group of uh, 135 patients uh, who had chronic non-cancer pain and recognize that it's impairing their lives come into a center and have a uh, 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 a medically directed opioid cessation so over the course of 2 weeks they are brought down off of their uh, their pain uh their opioid use to nothing and at the end of that 2 weeks their pain scores are better their activity scores are better their coping mechanisms are better and so we have uh over uh overstated the benefit that we're getting from the opiate and and bill uh, uh and uh, others that I've talked to can comment that that it gives a buzz uh and in certainly in in acute pain and in cancer pain makes a big difference but there are also uh we we may have overstated the benefit
2: of this you know, I look at it I I'm I'm got this question is like, so when you have a patient like me come in who's had all like all these surgeries, I've had numerous surgeries, okay, and you got me coming in getting saying I'm in all this pain. So let's just say I'm really not, but I've got the perfect lingual of coming and talking to you and saying, Hey, you know, this is what's going on with me and this is how much pain I How do you tell which one's telling the truth and which one's not, which one's Mm. an addict and which one's really interesting because somebody could really tell you a story and make you believe it and you're willing and some doctors are just willing to write it out. How are doctors going to differentiate the, the real pain from the mystery pain?
0: You know, Bill, that's a great question. And as you mentioned, the uh, Department of Professional Licensing has uh, has uh, a resource for physicians to look at and say, uh, is is this uh, the third prescription that has been uh, given to this patient in the last three weeks for opiates? But uh, a piece of that is really uh, having the mindfulness to, to ask, is this... Something that is going to be. Improved over the long term with opiates and uh that's that's the kind of mindful conversation that uh, that we want to have because bill's exactly right that that in nobody likes that conversation that uh that confrontra- uh, confrontation about uh, I lost uh, the prescription or uh, i'm still in in pain or and the easiest way to get out of that situation is to write a, a prescription but that's that's really. Doing no good for anybody involved, and so that's that's our our uh goal in the future is to to number one get fewer pills into the community uh, and if I can uh, bandstand for a minute, one of the mm-hmm. things that i I want to say is uh, check your nightstands check your uh your medicine cabinets, and if you have uh any leftover opioids in there. This is the chance to make them unrecoverable. Uh, Take them to uh, your police station, and uh, there's a give-back program there. Uh, And if that's too much hassle, just make them unrecoverable by uh, grinding them up, mixing them with kitty litter or coffee grounds or dirt or whatever, and and get them out of the house. Uh, We we hear too many stories of... uh, Dad has a sinus surgery uh, and takes one pain pill, uh, and then the rest are in the medicine cabinet. Friends are over for a party, uh, asked to use the restroom, and then the uh, opiates are gone. They disappear, and uh, and so that's that's. Uh, it's a good reminder. Issue number one is 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 uh, anywhere as as the uh, psychologist uh, Ted Jones, who who speaks uh, eloquently to pain psychology, says. Anywhere that you would not leave a loaded gun or uh, three hundred dollars in cash, don't leave uh, opiates because those are uh, they're they're that deadly and they're they're that valuable. All
1: right, and we need to take a break. And you're listening to Healthy Mind Matters on KSL News Radio.